Hi, grandkids. Here's the first book by Gramps, and it's called The Tower. This is for Addie, Gigi, Luke, Noah, Jude, Atlas, and for all the other grandkids out there who are listening to this story. Now, what do you need to do? It's pretty simple. Just listen to the words shared, and if you have any questions, just ask your dad or your mom, and they'll answer as best they can. Or if you need to, you can ask me, or even ask Grams, and we'll share our thoughts. So take a listen. I hope you like this story, The Tower. It may remind you of a story you've heard before. Chapter 1. The Promise A long time ago, there was a family struggling to survive in the wilderness. This was a long time ago. It was the Dark Ages, and the entire world struggled between right and wrong, life and death. The young father and mother were doing all that they could to feed and take care of their young son and even younger daughter. Summer had passed quickly and fall was now beginning. The father knew that they had hardly survived the last winter and that he must find a way to feed his family over the coming winter months. Last year there were only four of them. This year there would be five, for his wife was nearing the time for the birth of their next child. His heart ached with the pain of doubt that he would be able to keep his family safe and healthy during the hard winter months yet ahead. Then, while out hunting, he was so depressed that he dropped to his knees and prayed for God to help him provide the needed food for his family. He had never really asked for his help in the past, but now he was so desperate he would take any help he could get. Now, after his prayer, he walked down the path and came upon an old woman who was standing beside a roaring fire, making a big kettle of stew. It smelled so good, he had to stop. He thought it was strange that he had been down this path many times before, but he did not remember this old woman in her equally old thatched hut. He had assumed that maybe he had taken a different turn in the path, one that he had not explored before. As he approached, he thought, maybe things were changing and his luck was improving. He talked with the old woman and was surprised how their conversation had focused in on the upcoming hardship of winter and the difficulties of the people finding enough food for themselves and their families. The man asked the woman how she was able to provide for herself and she answered, That's all taken care of. The good witch down the path takes care of me. When the man asked her how and why, the old woman would not explain. All she said was that he would have to go see the witch himself. So the man decided that he too would go see the witch. The old woman gave him all the stew he could eat, and then he was off to find the witch. He was frightened, not knowing what to expect. As he rounded a bend in the path, he came upon a large castle that had a sense of eerie silence all about it. He then walked on its main path and came to the large iron gate that was open, he was about to beat on the huge old door when it suddenly opened in front of him. Here before him, here before him stood a woman, the witch, as if she was expecting him. She welcomed him and invited him in. His thoughts of fright quickly left him, but for some strange reason he could not figure out why this woman looked so familiar. The man introduced himself to the woman and explained the meeting he had with the old woman down the path. He told her of his family and how they had barely survived the previous winter. He told her of his greatest fears that with the upcoming birth of his newborn child, 
that was on the way, his ability to provide the required food would not be enough. The woman called him and said for him to sit down, and that she explained how the old woman had a similar problem. That she was able to trade for her well-being, the man did not understand. He asked the witch to explain. She said, The woman was alone and starving when I came upon her. She had begged for help, for food, for her life. I told her I could help. All she had to do was to trade something of value, and I would provide for her all the food that she would ever need until the end of her days. The man, in his excitement, begged for her to help him in the same way. She asked, What can you trade me for all the food your family will ever need? The man thought and thought. What he offered, the witch did not want. When he came to the end of all the things he could think of, he exclaimed, All that I have left is my family. What do you want? One of my children? The witch just sat there looking back at him and not saying a word. The man was nervous and thinking, Why is she not saying anything? The witch finally stood and said, It seems we cannot reach an agreement. You must leave. The man was very desperate. He fell to his knees and said, What of my unborn child on the way? If you allow my wife and me to keep the child for ten years, I'll then give the child to you. This brought a smile to the witch's face. She agreed, and then explained how their trade would work out. It was easier than he expected. All the men had to do was to think out loud, or talk out loud, for the food, and it would be provided. He understood that in return upon the child's tenth birthday, he would have to turn the child over to her. As long as the man kept his promise, he and his family would have all the food they ever wanted until the end of their days. If he broke the promise, he, his wife, and children would all die immediately. The man agreed. He thanked her and was on his way. He was excited that he would now be able to provide for his family and they would never be hungry again. The only troubling thought he had was how would he be able to give the child to the witch at the agreed to time. Soon after the man had left the witch in her castle, he then remembered that he needed to bring home some food for his family. As he walked, he said, I wish I had a big deer walk by so I could easily kill it and take it back to my family. He had no more finished speaking when he spotted the huge deer grazing alongside the path up ahead. He quickly set the arrow of his bow and with the greatest of ease let go of the arrow. It raced at the deer with the greatest amount of speed and accuracy. The deer was now his, and he would have the food his family would need for the week ahead. The man was pleased. He prepared the deer for the hike home and was quickly on his way, not knowing of the pending excitement that awaited him at home. It was nightfall when the man arrived home, and his two children raced to greet their father. They told him of their mother's condition. She had told the children, It's time. Have your father come in as soon as he gets home. The father raced in to see his wife. Her breathing was labored. The look in her eyes expressed relief that her husband was there. Not long after, the birth of their new daughter had occurred. They had a beautiful little girl, and they named her Rapunzel. Yes, they were thankful, and it was surprising how fast those first years went by. They were happy because she was a wonderful child, and they were blessed with a now larger family.
Those earlier years were plentiful for the family. It seemed whenever times were hard and food was limited, the father would go hunting and always would come back with either a duck or a rabbit, a goose or a deer, to help keep the family fed. Now the first eight years of Rapunzel's life were filled with love and joy. The ninth year, though, marked a turn in her father's moods. Where in the earlier years he was joyous and happy, he was now more and more withdrawn and quiet. Her mother, though, seemed to become happier and happier with each passing year because her family was healthy and there was always enough food. Their future looked promising, but what their children and his wife did not know were the feelings the father thought, which were a dream, but were actually the truth, and it was rolling toward a very sad day. He had always wanted to back out of the agreement to black out that memory of that meeting with the witch in those castle days and days, or was it really years and years ago? Why did he make the promise? Did it actually happen? He was not sure. All he did know was that Rapunzel would be ten years old next year, and he had promised to give her to the woman at the castle. He desired to forget about the promise, and was now overcome by the words of the woman that repeated in his mind. As the days rolled on, he just knew that if he did not live up to the promise, he, his wife, and children would all die immediately. This dark secret and promise wore heavily upon his heart. Sadly, he knew he must live up to his agreement, but how could he? Chapter 2. The Return The day of her tenth birthday could not have been mixed with more emotions. Her mother was aglow in the love she had for her family. Her oldest boy was becoming a young man, always eager to help his father and respectful of his mother. Her oldest daughter was a joy to have. She never argued with her parents and did all that she could to help around the house. And then there was Rapunzel. With an older brother and older sister to help show her the way, she was equally the joy to have around the house. When the older children focused on the serious events of daily living, she enjoyed living each day to the fullest for it was in all of their joy that the family realized how fortunate they were and thankful for all that they had. Except for the father, for now was the day that he had dreaded most. Here was his beautiful family about to be torn apart because of the promise he had made those ten years ago. What the family had not realized was that the father had thought long and hard about how to take Rapunzel away. His plan would work, but it was the promise within him that was slowly destroying him. He did not want to keep his promise, but had to. So while his family enjoyed their birthday celebration for Rapunzel, he prayed to God. Yes, he privately begged God for help and deliverance from his evil promise, but no solution to his problem seemed evident. It was after their evening meal that he had asked Rapunzel to join him for a walk. Little did anyone know what would happen next. He and his daughter walked hand in hand down the path. Rapunzel had joy and excitement in her heart, for her father had never asked her to walk with him alone like this in the past. The father, with his broken heart and tears on his cheek, he held his daughter's hand with the most delicate touch. He loved his daughter so much, and he wondered, would she ever forgive him? As they walked, it seemed like a long time to her, but her father knew it had not been that long at all. They rounded a bend in the path, and somehow they came upon the castle, where her father had gone those many years ago. 
Rapunzel was not frightened, but questioned her father. Daddy, I do not remember this castle. Where did it come from? He too was not sure, but it was there, and her father dropped to his knees in front of his daughter. He broke down and in a sobbing voice. He quickly explained the terrible promise he had made, and that she must go with the witch, or else the entire family would die. It was upon his last word that the huge doors opened, and there stood the witch. Rapunzel turned to her father and said, Daddy, please don't be sad. I'll be okay, and I know someday we'll be together again. The father could not stand what he had done. An inner rage built up inside of him, and he lunged for the witch, thinking if only he could find a way to break that promise. Unfortunately, the witch was prepared. As he jumped at her, a huge wall of iron bars appeared between the man, the woman, and Rapunzel, who was now standing beside her. And then before his eyes, the witch slowly turned into an ugly old witch. He was helpless, and the witch laughed as she then took Rapunzel, and they slowly walked deeper into the castle. Rapunzel cried out to her father, but it was too late. Before he could do anything else, he was now falling into a deep, deep sleep. When he awoke, he shook his head because he had what seemed to be terrible nightmares racing through his mind. The image of the witch taking Rapunzel away from him was the worst image of all. How could he have let his daughter go? What would he do? How could he go on knowing what had happened? What had he done? As he sat there in the grass, he remembered his wife and their other children. He had kept his part of the deal. Although Rapunzel was gone, he would never forget her. And one day, he would find a way to bring her home. And little did her father know that God had been watching everything as well. Now came the second hardest part, how to explain Rapunzel's disappearance. His plan was to pretend that they had been robbed and that he had been beaten. When he awoke, he had found Rapunzel gone and that he had no idea where she was, for at least that part was true. She was gone and he knew not where to find her. To make his story believable, he walked to the deep ravine where he had always told the children to stay away from. Once at the ledge, he jumped for he was sure he would be bruised and bloodied from the fall. Unfortunately, the fall had done more harm than the father had expected. By the time he had stopped tumbling down the ravine, he was black and blue, with blood gushing from a terrible gash in his head. If that was not bad enough, he had twisted his leg so bad, he would later find out that he would never walk the same again. And little did he know how this would all unfold over time. It had taken all of his strength to, to drag himself up and out of the ravine. When he had reached the top, he had passed out. He did not know that while he was gone, his wife was very worried. She had sent their oldest son out looking for them. Luckily, their son had now come across him lying on the road. If he had not found him, his father would have surely died. The son bandaged his father's wounds and took him to their home, not knowing what had happened to his sister. Yes, the father was suffering from great pain and would often fall into a deep sleep. The few times he would awake, he would recover, and the family could hear that his screams were for Rapunzel. The father was devastated. Luckily, their father was alive, but they had no idea as to the fate of Rapunzel. 
And sadly, as their family nursed their father back to health, it seemed that their mother was now becoming more and more distant. Chapter 3. The Loneliness She awoke in the morning. It was hard to believe that she had been gone from her family for so many years. She would often think, how many years had it been? The earliest days of her life now seemed like little memories of fun in the sun, chasing after her brother and sister, helping carrying food to the table for her mother, and scaring her father from behind the door when he came in. All of those were happy thoughts of long-ago days, but those memories drifted into memories of the more recent, long, sad days and nights. Days and days of crying for her family with nothing but the scorn of the old witch to remind her that she was not alone, but a prisoner. At first she would not speak to the witch. She thought maybe the witch would tire of her and return her to her family, but those thoughts did not last long. The witch made it clear and simple. The only way for Rapunzel to ever leave was for her to become a witch as well. So she had soon learned that if she acted interested in what the witch would say, she was a given a little more freedom about the castle. This is how Rapunzel began thinking of her plan for escape. She would build up the witch's confidence in her, and then one day she would escape. All she had to do was to prepare, prepare for the right moment. As the years went by, the witch tried to get Rapunzel to learn the witch's ways. But Rapunzel would only listen some days, and then other days she would pretend not to understand. She asked the witch if there were books that she could read because she could educate herself more and more, and maybe the ways of witchcraft would be easier to understand, so that she could become the type of witch that was expected of her. Little did the witch realize that Rapunzel was not learning to please the witch, but learning to improve herself for the day when she would be free. She read everything that she could. The more that Rapunzel read and learned, the more she desired and prayed for the day she would escape from the witch. This knowledge strengthened her, and as each year passed, she was more and more able to defy the witch's demands. Now, with each lesson given by the witch, she was able to question the witch's own abilities and reasons. Rapunzel began causing the witch to have doubts of herself and of her teachings. This frustrated the, ritz, the witch so much that finally the witch gave up, but with this victory she had a sad reward. Rapunzel had hoped that the witch would give up on her and would let her free, but now her life seemed worse than ever. The witch was moving her from the castle to a high tower far out in the wilderness, where there were no steps to escape down and no roads nearby as she did. But as the years went by, two things happened. Rapunzel had grown from a young girl into a beautiful young woman. The other was her hair, for with each passing year it had continued to grow and grow and grow. She was not really sure why she did not cut it. All she knew was that in taking care of her long hair, it gave her something to focus on during those long, endless days, months, and years that unfolded. How long had it been? Was she 18 or 20 years old? She was not sure. And all that she remembered were the blurry memories of a family she once knew and loved, followed by all the years of struggle against the witch. If it had not been for her prayer, she thought she would have gone crazy. She truly believed that God had a special purpose for her. 
She was not quite sure what it was, but she continued to pray for good things to come. Another thing she found she loved doing would be to sing the songs her mother had taught her as a young child. Little did she realize that with those songs would be also her salvation, her memories of the past that would comfort her all of her days. One day after washing her hair, Rapunzel was leaning out and bending over the window. Her hair was hanging down and gently blowing in the breeze to dry. She laughed at herself and thought, what a silly sight she must be. She imagined that if someone saw her like this, she would look like some type of a headless man, leaning out a window with only his long beard to show for himself. She did not care, though. Her hair had to be washed and it had to be dried. She was surprised at how her long hair had been and how long it had grown over the years. It now seemed to her that this hair of hers had to be cut, but she just could not bring herself to do it. So, to make herself feel better, she made up a song of a beautiful young girl with her hair blowing in the breeze, wishing someday that soon she'd be free. And it was on this fateful day that the song Rapunzel sung had carried in the wind and had been brought to the ears of the young prince who was out hunting for a deer. He thought the voice was beautiful, and he had to find out who was singing. Slowly he followed the voice back through the trees. He was surprised how thick the forest seemed to be. The closer he got to the voice, the harder it was to get through the brush. Finally he worked his way through and had come up to the base of the lone tower deep in the middle of the forest. Up high above he saw a window and heard the voice that had brought him there. He yelled up, Hello there! Can you hear me? This caught Rapunzel by surprise, the sound of another person's voice. How long had it been? She stopped singing. Maybe she was dreaming. All of a sudden, Hello up there! Can you hear me? She ran to the window and looked down. There before, the prince was the most beautiful young woman that he had ever seen. She cried out in fright, Is someone really there? Oh, please help me! The prince's heart was pounding, and when he saw her look out, it was love at first sight. It took a few minutes for Rapunzel to explain her imprisonment, and the prince comforted her hip, comforted her as best he could. Although they needed a plan, nighttime was coming and he must leave. But he promised Rapunzel that he would return the next day and that they would soon be together. That next day the prince did return. He had not slept at all that night. He knew that the witch was powerful and dangerous, but if he could not somehow free Rapunzel, his life would be a failure. He had come up with a plan, and now was the time to take action. At the tower, he called up to Rapunzel. She dropped her hair down after wrapping it around the table, so the prince could use her hair to climb up and into the tower. She was excited, yet very afraid, because if the witch would come back and caught them together, they would both be punished horribly. Her fears were quickly laid to rest by the prince. She could tell by the look in his eyes that today they would either soon be free or they would be together in the Lord's heaven. They talked and came up with a plan to set the trap for the witch. Unfortunately for them, when the witch came before they were quite ready, they heard, Rapunzel! shouted the angry witch. Who is with you? I had told you before that if anyone ever came 
and you were in contact with a stranger, that I would punish you as well as whoever tried to help. But what happened next surprised the witch, and it caused her to pause for just a moment. Instead of finding Rapunzel acting in a timid way, Rapunzel yelled back at the witch, Help me! A hunter has found me and wants to hurt me! The witch looked away from her, and across the tower room, there she saw the boots of a man sticking out slightly from underneath the bottom of the curtain. She then raced with a cackle in her voice toward the curtain, and as she approached the curtain, her broomstick changed into a long sword as she screamed in anger as she plunged it into the curtain with all her might. Chapter 4 The Scream It was as if everyone could hear the witch's scream across the entire valley. For when the witch had thrust her sword into the curtain, she did not strike the prince. In all her anger, her sword had only pierced the openness of the window behind the curtain. And as she struggled to stop herself, the young prince came up from under the table and pushed her out with all his might. The witch fell out through the window, and in tumbling forward, she had tried to stop her fall. But she forgot that her broom was now a sword. She grabbed the sword frantically and cut her hands terribly, only to then let go as she fell down and down. It was in that scream of pain that she did not realize she was falling down upon the boulders at the bottom of the tower. Death for the witch and happiness for Rapunzel was immediate. Now, after all those years, the witch was gone and Rapunzel was free. The suddenness of this freedom was almost a shock. At first Rapunzel and the prince just sat there, holding each other in their arms with tears of joy in their eyes. This was their day, and they were soon able to leave the tower, for the prince had also brought a pair of scissors. He helped Rapunzel to cut off her long, beautiful hair. To escape, they tied it to the table and climbed down from the tower. Then the, Rapun then the prince took Rapunzel to see her family. She did not know that her father was dying from the pain of his broken heart, caused by his actions those years ago. There, she was not only reunited with her father, but with her brother and sister as well. Although it was a joyous occasion for Rapunzel, it was also a very sad time. Her father demanded to be carried out into the woods to where Rapunzel's mother lay buried. She had died years ago from a broken heart as well. The loss of her youngest daughter was too much for her to stand. It was at this time that her father looked into her eyes, kissed her cheek, and said, I am so sorry. He then looked at his wife's grave, saying, Please bury me next to your mother. I have nothing but to ask for God's mercy and for your forgiveness. It was then that all the sadness of the life that had unfolded had come to an end closed his eyes, he died there, and was soon buried by the woman he loved. But the sadness of that day later led to the joy of the prince's and Rapunzel's wedding days later, when the whole kingdom rejoiced and celebrated. When before there had been the presence of the evil witch, now they had peace in a new royal family. The prince had become the king, and Rapunzel was now the queen. In the past, when food was scarce, the people suffered. The new king was committed to make sure there was plenty for all. And as for Rapunzel, the new queen traveled throughout their kingdom as well to ensure everyone was okay. 
Yes, she shared her stories about her family and her life and the witch and her rescue by the king. It was at this time that the kingdom began to flourish under the reign of the king and queen. All were happy, and especially on one day in the castle, a year after they were married, there was a lot going on. The king was nervous, and then he heard the scream. No, not one of terror, but the scream of a newborn child who was frightened by his welcome into the new world, and he was now crying. For you see, a new prince was born that morning, and Queen Rapunzel was his beautiful mother. Welcome to the new world, Arthur, she whispered into his ear. Now it's the time for you to go to sleep, my dear. I pray that love will protect you, that faith will strengthen you, that hope will guide you, and the peace of our Lord will bless you. Sweet dreams. Little did anyone know that the hard times were to unfold many years later in the kingdom. But one did know. So often he had set opportunities out in front of us, and unfortunately we too often did not see the right path to choose. Many years earlier he had sent his son into this world, and he reconciled the people to his father, but sadly the world struggled as the years unfolded. But things would soon change for the better in the years ahead for the people of this kingdom. This baby boy named Arthur would soon grow up and help remind many of the teachings of the early church. Would the, per would the people learn, or would they continue to suffer? Yes, there were a few that were fighting evil, but they could not win the fight alone. They have their gifts, but could they, would they all unite? God knew the answer, and yes, evil would be fought again. The End there you go, everyone. That's it for now. I hope you like this story. Watch for Gramps' next story, The Sword, will be coming out soon.